Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion is for you. I'm Anthony Kent, and it's a real pleasure to welcome you to today's program. As you can see, we're in a different location for this program. We're over in California with our friends from Loma Linda Broadcasting Network, and they're just treating us like kings. It's wonderful. Thank you. Our special topic today is building a culture of generosity in the local church. And our guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Chad, welcome again to Ministry in Motion. Thanks for having me. Now, building a culture of generosity in a local church. Mm -hmm. Let's unpack that. Where do you start from? Where does it all begin to build that culture of generosity? Well, it begins, I think, in the leadership's heart. Uh, and if the leaders have a, a generous heart, then they will model that before the people and they will publicly encourage that culture of generosity. Okay. And w let me pull the thread okay. a little bit further. Yes. Where does that come from? The, from the leader's heart. Where does the, the, the leader and the leaders of the church acquire that generosity from? I think, you know, for me, I can speak for me personally, is that is it comes from the recognition that that Jesus has been so incredibly generous with us that that how could we not then be generous as well? If if the church is the body of Christ, then we should be just as generous as Jesus was. Exactly. Or yeah. is. And that's the beauty of Jesus. Mm -hmm. you, you know, just that generous heart and mm -hmm. that overwhelming generosity. Yes. Yeah. Now, how do we get this generosity moving through the church? Where, where did you start, Chad? Well, it starts with the pulpit, mm -hmm. um, I, I believe, as many things do. Uh, and so we use the pulpit to communicate regularly about giving. Mm -hmm. We actually don't use an offering appeal. We don't use uh, appeals for tithes or offering in the same sense that most churches do. In fact, we don't have them in our in our worship service at all. Right. And so uh, we preach about four times a year, three or four times a year, on giving. Okay. So you systematically and deliberately pr preach on money, financial issues. Yes. And we, and we do it at times of year when people don't expect it, all right? Have you been to a church and it's December or it's early January? And what are they talking about? December, help us make budget, help us make budget. Mm -hmm. January, you know, get us, you know, we need to catch up. Yeah. Uh, we, we try to preach on it at times of year when, when it's not kind of the expected norm. So when do you, when is the unexpected time? For well, life? I usually preach on it um, at the end of January, I do a, a challenge usually. And, and we can talk about that a little more if you'd like, or, or the beginning of February. And then I also preach on it around um, May or mm -hmm. June, because we're going in the summer months and that's oftentimes when people's giving wanes. And then I'll usually do a series of some sort in the fall regarding finances. Okay. Yeah. So how, how do you preach on this topic? What, what, what do you do to profile it in your sermons? Well, one of the things that, that, um, that we do is we try to be bold <laughs> about it because I think sometimes we're too, uh, I've seen some great dynamic sermons on giving and then there's a huge back off where people say, but you know, give as God convicts you to give. Well, mm -hmm. God's convicted them and then you've just pulled back the reins. 
And so we try to be bold by, by, by sharing on certain subjects and then always giving a challenge. So we've given a tithe challenge where we've encouraged people to give an honest tithe and we've talked about what that looks like. We did a challenge called the plus one challenge. And we said that's different for everybody. Maybe it's plus one more dollar a week in your giving. Maybe it's 1% more in your giving. Maybe it's $100 more in your giving. Maybe it's 1,000, you know, so we try to give uh, we try to give challenges like that and we, we do specific things like that to challenge people to respond to that, that giving. And then we again show the generosity of who Jesus is and, and how that should be tied then to our generosity. Right, and the response from the congregation, how's it been? Do, do some people warm to it and others uh, even offended by it? Yeah, uh, one person at the door said, you're such a Pharisee and walked away from me. Oh, really? And, uh, you know, and we've had those moments and we've had moments where I had one gentleman that was extremely angry about the situation. He called me three days later and he said to me, uh, never stop preaching on that. My anger is based on the sin in my heart, not based on what you said. And, so he and was his, calling him. And his whole life has changed. He's become a major leader within our church and his whole life has changed. He went from from thinking about how, where he could cut corners in giving to literally being a con one of the most consistent, solid givers in our church. But he was very angry with me for about three or four days. Wow. And then he called me up and in tears uh, shared with me how God had moved through that, through the, through the message. And so we have people that are upset. We have people that are upset that are changed. And we have people that fully embrace it. I mean, our giving is evidence of the fact that people are embracing it. Right, okay. Now, I presume that before any message, but particularly this message, you certainly do a lot of prayer time. Oh yeah, when you're talking about something, I mean, when, when you think about the fact that they say, you know, money, uh, sex and religion are the biggest causes of divorce, these are touchy mm -hmm. issues with people, and so you have to spend time uh, in, in much prayer. One is, is most of all, you pray that God, is my heart generous? And so I spend a lot of time always asking God for me to uh, live out the things that I'm preaching. I, you know, uh, Pastor Dwight Nelson once shared with me that, that you don't practice what you preach, you preach what you're already practicing. Mm. And, and so I've tried to apply that principle within my life, in, especially in this area of giving. And that takes a lot of prayer because like everybody else, I have those months where, uh, with three kids and a house and, you know, a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have the expenses too, just like everybody else. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I think you're, you're right in terms of the, the, the profile of conversion in this, this whole scheme of generosity. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody once said that person's mind, heart, and purse or wallet needs to be converted. Yes. And so this does permeate through the whole church. It does. As we can see. So Jesus wasn't backward in talking about money either, was he? No, the, the most prevalent subject that he spoke about, one of the most prevalent subjects that he spoke about, I won't say the most prevalent, but one of the most prevalent subjects is money. Mm. And so if he wasn't shy about talking about it, why are we? And if we th and when we think about the fact that the Bible tells us that everything belongs to God anyways, yeah. then we're simply returning unto him what is rightfully his and saying thank you for letting me have an interest-free loan on yes. this, yeah. on this 
uh, money that you've, you've provided us. Exactly. So. Yeah. We want to explore where it goes from there okay. when we come back right after this break. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building a culture of generosity in the local church. And our guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Now, Chad, we, we explored in our first module how generosity flows from Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that the leaders, when they're converted, also have that generous spirit as well, yes. and it enters into the church. Now, it's important that a, a local church, and particularly the leaders in the church, know about the giving patterns yeah. of, of the members. What, what do you do in your local church? Well, you can't uh, measure what you don't count, right? And so we try to be very aware of, of the consistency of the giving patterns. And so within our local church, I receive from my treasurer every single week, every single Monday, um, not by name, but I receive an individual a report of the giving and where the giving patterns have been for that given week. Okay. So I'm able to monitor that. Can I just interrupt you yes. here? Because this is more than just counting dollars and cents because yes. really the the financial giving is a barometer of the, the spiritual, spiritual health. Exactly. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, we don't look at numbers just for the sake of looking at numbers. Mm -hmm. We want to know is, is the message resonating with people's hearts? Are they catching the vision? Oftentimes we see as the giving goes up, we also see people's giving in their time, people giving in their, in their um, 
in their experiences, sharing their experience and their witnessing, we see those things rise in uh, accordance with uh, their, their financial giving. Right. So, so we try to tie that together and we, we, make, we make people aware that, 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 that God calls them to give in a n numerous areas. But, but by, by looking at the numbers, we often can see a correlation between the overall health of our church, how many people are serving, um, uh, how many people are attending, uh, how many people are giving. These numbers oftentimes go together. Okay. And is there any kind of summary that's presented to the, the, the body of the church? Well, we do do a weekly update of that. We took that out for a while because we wanted to re-kind re of train our people. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, people will give to a number mm -hmm. and we wanted people to, to give to God. And so, so for three years, we took out all numbers in the bulletin. And we wouldn't have that because we wanted people not to give to a budget, but to give to, to God. We put the numbers in now more because we are at a healthier spot and just because people are curious and now it's more of a testimony. It's, it's saying, look at what's happening. And you know, you, we see so many, so many churches where it's like you look at those numbers and it's depressing. Mm. And it's like, man, budget is 10,000 and we're at 1,000 and we got one week left or 3,000, mm. you know, whatever it may be. And praise Jesus, those numbers are now a testimony of God's faithfulness and God, the people's faithfulness to God. Exactly. So. Now, in, in your local church, Chad, yes. what opportunities do people have to give? How can they give? How can they support? Well, like most churches, they can give within the, the local, within, at the offering plate financially. Right. They can also give um, by setting up direct deposits here in the United States and I'm sure in some other uh, countries that are watching, direct deposit. And then they can give online. Now, just to explain a yes. direct deposit, that's something that goes automatically from their bank account? From their bank to, yeah. So, so some of us set up bills. My, my uh, mortgage is set up on a direct deposit. It goes out each month. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, many people have that, a car payment, whatever it may be. In the same way, people could do that with their giving. Now, I personally don't do that. And the reason why is because there's something to me very tangible about making that conscious decision to give. Yeah. But I do think it's better to do that than to forget to give. Oh, for sure. And, and to not give at all. And so, so some people set up direct deposit and then online giving. The most important thing here with, with this thing is that, is that churches let people know the different ways in which they can give. Because so oftentimes, I've been at churches and as I've worked with churches and talked to them about stewardship, um, I'll survey the members and I'll say, well, do you give online? Well, we don't have online giving. And then I'll go to that church's website and they do have it, but the members are unaware of it. Right. So here you're losing out on a resource right there. Okay. And, and uh, we saw our, our monthly giving go up by about $5,000 on average in local churches. Per month. And 10,000 in tithe almost per month when we started emphasizing the online giving. Okay, so in broad terms financially, yeah. um, you've got the, the plate, you've got direct deposit, and you also have online giving. Online giving. Yeah. Which, which would be the, the majority where people choose to support the church? The majority of people still choose to do it through the plate. Right, okay. Yeah. Which, which again, I encourage because I think there's something yeah. beneficial about that, that putting something in the plate, making that, that action. Um, and, and encouraging that and then also 
praise the Lord, that means they're a church. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, as well as giving financially, yes. what, what other avenues are, are vital for giving and being generous in the local church? Well, if, if you're not generous with your time, if you're not generous with the gifts and the talents that God has given you, mm -hmm. and you don't use those for God, then eventually, not only, eventually, even if you're a good financial giver, oftentimes that will decrease as well. So I, I believe that, that we first are called to give our time and of our talents to the Lord, and, and oftentimes that's when our money follows. Because our vision, as, we, as I minister to a person, and, I, and I'm involved in ministry, and I'm giving them my time, mm -hmm. then my pocketbook opens up a little bit more. Absolutely. And, and so I wanna, I wanna give there. So really we encourage people in, in giving of their time and their talents and their gifts to the Lord. And, and they can do that through any number of ways within our church, through our different ministries um, and services into the community. Have you got an exciting example of? Well, you know, I would say that that individual that I mentioned in the first section, another individual is, is um, a person who, who is great in service and, and they've been active in, in service. And as they were serving, God called them to surrender some finances for a ministry. And they surrendered that finances for a ministry that they were committed to. Mm -hmm. And they found out that the federal government had made an error in their favor. Wow. And not oftentimes did you get an oops check from the federal government. But that's what they did. They got an oops check from the federal government that was double the amount that they had given uh, for this ministry that they felt um, convicted to serve in. Extraordinary testimony. So we've explored the generosity of, of Jesus, mm -hmm. the importance of growing that generosity within the local church and ways that people can share that mm -hmm. generosity. We want to grow and, and develop this topic a little more. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building a culture of generosity in the local church. And our special guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Now, Chad, when, when people are coming to the church for the first time, the first few times, and they're hitting this emphasis on finances, on generosity, how does that go down? You know, surprisingly well with new people. Right. They, it's almost like they expect it. I used right. to tell new people when they would come to church, you know, we don't expect you to give. Mm -hmm. Now I tell people, if you're prepared to give, you may give right. at the end of the worship service. Um, because I had actually a guest come up to me and say, why do you tell us not to give? Mm. Like, I was planning, I thought that's what you're supposed to do when you come to church. <laughs> so I said, oh, well, I should listen to the guest, you know? And so, so we share that. So I find it that it's, that it's, that it's not off-putting. The other thing is, is that when people give, we say thank you. Okay. If you give to a, to a independent ministry, you get a, a thank you note. Oftentimes within the church, the only thank you you get is at the end of the year saying, hey, thanks everyone for helping us, you know, cram here at the end of the year and make a bu make budget. Every person that gives something that we have record of at our church, and that sometimes is someone, we've had people put 50 cents into an envelope and put their name on it. Mm -hmm. They get a gift from us. They get a letter and they, they get a book to say thank you for their, for their generosity. So is this a, like a first time giver? Or? This is every first time giver. Okay. Every first time giver. Right. So you, you respond in a generous way. So we to respond them. in a generous way. And you know that, that um, uh, Anthony, that I can testify to this at our church, that we have almost every single week first time givers. Wow. That's, that's exciting. That's what's happening yeah. with, with God doing that. So I'm hearing you. You're not just inviting people to give. Yeah. You and the church are being generous with people who do the attend. The church practices giving. We, so if you're baptized in our church, I remember um, when I was baptized, and I hope that the pastor is not watching. God bless him. <laughs> he may not remember me. But I, when I was baptized, they gave me this Bible, and it was probably the cheapest Bible that I had. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen where we give people the, the lowest kind of economical, the print small and everything like that. So we, everybody that's baptized in our church or that um, comes in through profession of faith, we give them an ingrained Andrew's Leather Study Bible, engraved right. Andrew's Leather Study Bible with their name and the name of the church on it. That's a lovely gift. And we give that to every single person and when people come to us, I mentioned earlier, if someone says, well, I don't have a Bible, we don't find the cheapest Bible available. We give them a hardback Andrews study Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, when they're baptized, we'll give them the engraved one, but we give a good Bible. We want mm -hmm. people to have the Word of God. We want them to read it. And, um, and so we give them a, a good gift in that way. Right, so I, I can hear you talking about the, 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 the church itself, the congregation. Mm -hmm. What about beyond the church to the local community? Yeah. How, how does your church respond with generosity to, to those church, to those people? And we've, we've changed that up um, really because we used to, uh, our Good Samaritan Fund was actually, uh, the policy that was in place was uh, only to the members. Okay. Well, it's not very Good Samaritan <laughs> compared to the story. Yeah. So, so we actually changed that up and now we, um, 
give to anybody. So you can be a member or a non-member, and we will, if you come and you need some assistance in some way, we, in some, we always can't give the amount that they need, but we try sure. to provide some assistance always to anybody who comes and asks. We give gas cards, we give bus passes, we uh, will call hotels and get someone a hotel room. We will, uh, uh, we give uh, cards for grocery stores. We pay rent, we do electric bills, all of these things. And then we also, uh, we also try to be generous in that, say you're a mother that's had a baby. Mm -hmm. We have a ministry within our church where for two weeks you'll get meals. If you've had a surgery for two weeks, you'll get meals. And again, this was only focused on the membership but now, if a member comes and says, you know, my neighbor, uh, she's having a baby, and you know, the husband has to work, and mm. we provide meals for that neighbor who we've never met, but they're a neighbor of one of our church members, or, or this family member, their, their family's having surgery, we'll provide meals for that, whether or not they're, they're members, you know. Our flower ministry was only about the members, and now, if we know someone, We'll provide flowers for, for their for their uh, surgery or their hospital stay or whatever. So. Terrific! This is certainly a very generous spirit that we can see coming yes. through, and the the benefits that are flowing from the church into the community are very clear as well. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's led to new people coming to the church. It's led to new people coming to the church, just and people just saying thank you and having a good attitude towards uh, the church. You know, we're planting seeds. And we don't know when those seeds are going to sprout, but that's the key is planting those those seeds. And so we just praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Chad, I just want to thank you for, sh for sharing practical, helpful ministry ideas that's, that's working effectively in a local church and making a difference, not only to the church, but to those ministering in the church yes. and also to that broader community. Thank you. Thanks so much, Chad. God bless. And we want to thank you as well for joining us for this episode of Ministry in Motion. Ministry in Motion, of course, is for pastors, local church volunteers, anyone who's involved in ministry. If you're a pastor and you're not receiving Ministry Magazine, then we'd like to invite you to come onto our website, ministryinmotion.tv, and there there's a, a special section on Contact Us. Share with us a little about your ministry, what you're doing as a pastor, and you may be eligible to receive a complimentary subscription to Ministry Magazine. Ministry Magazine has been a, a credible blessing since 1928. But once again, thank you so much for joining us on Ministry in Motion. More practical insights on how you can develop your ministry. But until next time, may God richly bless you and bye for now.